Well, hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're watching this program from. Welcome to Common to Uncommon Grounds. If you have your coffee, let's take a sip and let's get started. So today I'm drinking another one of my favorite blends from Starbucks. It's Cafe Verona, a little stronger, a little darker roast, a little uh, pick-me-up to wake you up. So I enjoy this coffee. Um, you may want to try it. Maybe you like it as well. But I also wanted to mention another coffee, and this is by veteran-owned Black Rifle Coffee. Um, I've had their coffee quite a few times. My queen picked this up from the Arnold Sports Expo, and this is their gunship blend. Very good coffee. They have some really strong coffees, full-bodied coffees. It is veteran-owned. I really like that. And a portion of the profits and proceeds go to benefit veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. So I like any organization that donates a portion of their profits um, and their proceeds that go towards veterans or great organizations that serve this country and serve others. So check it out. Grab a cup of coffee of that. I'll be drinking uh, that, uh, that flavor here next week and giving you my review. So cheers. Let's get started. So what topic do I want to cover today? As shared on Common to Uncommon Grounds, I'll go over tough topics, um, current affairs, recent events, top news stories, different uh, topics that may be a little touchy or sensitive at times. I'll invite guests. I'll have a guest on this show. So uh, keep staying tuned for the different guests I'll have sit down and have a cup of coffee with me and engage in conversation. Asher, typically the common grounds are my guests and those that I interview will have a common faith, right? Or values or morals or a code they live by. So that's kind of the common portion. Now, there will be some uncommon guests as well, as I shared, those that may not believe exactly the way I do. Maybe they're not of faith. Maybe they're of an entirely different faith or, you know, no faith at all. And that's okay. I like engaging in healthy conversations and healthy, respectful debate and that we can come to a common understanding of the differences in the way we think or believe. But today I looked at the news and I wanted to pull up some uh, some of the top news stories. So my news stories, typically I'll go to AP News, right? Associated Press. So pulling this up with Associated Press, I look at all these top stories, right? And one of the top stories was titled, Jaded with education, more Americans are skipping college. Other top stories are forecasters, La Nina weathers unwanted nasty guests leave. In Japan, Shohei Otani is more than just a baseball player. You can tell I'm not as familiar with professional or global type baseball. Court records show political pressure behind Fox programming. JP Morgan sues former executive over ties to Epstein sex abuse. Why is Indonesia moving its capital from Jakarta to Borneo? Biden budget seeks $3 trillion in deficit cuts to challenge GOP. Russian missile barrage slams into cities across Ukraine. Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell hospitalized after fall. 
main motorist appeal to keep naughty vanity license plates. So in Associated Press, that's the top news um, articles. And uh, I like going to Associated Press typically. Sometimes I'll go to BBC and I'll look at uh, a website called All Sides or AllSides.com because it gives me the uh, barometers, right, from left to right to medium because personally, and I don't know if you agree with me, but a lot of news channels and outlets seem rather biased or slanted one way or the other. And all I'm looking for is the facts. I want the truth. I wish we had uh, news reporters like we had with Walter Conkright and uh, just the facts, right? He shares the news story, what the true news is without a slanted opinion of a talking head. But, you know, I'm sharing uh, talking heads and you're watching and listening to a talking head. But I am a real person. Um, I do have my preferences. I may be a little... Uh, subjective, but I do strive to be objective and driving my thoughts and perspective from my values and my morals and my faith. I'm always seeking the truth. I'm always seeking integrity. And what I share with you on this podcast and this YouTube channel and on this particular talk show, Common to Uncommon Grounds, I will be truthful, as transparent as possible, as sometimes frank and direct but I will always seek to respect my guest. And if we disagree, it's okay. I can agree to disagree with grace and humility. But going through all these stories, and you're probably barraged with different news stories of things going on. Um, what's going uh, popular right now is the controversy behind January 6th. And we see Biden increasing the budget and spending. We see different things across the nation that are kind of horrific and sad. And uh, you may get a little uh, tense from it or watching news. I just want to encourage you that make a decision like I did. I watch very little news anymore. I'll get a couple highlights in an email. I'll ask my device here to give me the news briefing right. And then when I want to find the root and the truth of a story, I'll typically start here at Associated Press. I'll compare it, like I said, to allsides.com. Uh, sometimes I'll pull up BBC's British news, right, to try to find the truth because unfortunately, these days, it seems we have to dig for the truth, verify, validate, and re-verify. But I don't want to go down this path. I don't want to go to horrific uh, news or news that may cause anxiety or develop into unnecessary drama. I wanted to highlight one here specifically. And it may ease you a little bit from the other top news stories. So this caught my attention. It was put in bold, jaded with education. More Americans are skipping college. Now, I'm going to briefly read the first couple paragraphs of this article. The full article uh, news release will be in my description here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. If you want to link to it, read it fully. But I just want to go through the first few paragraphs here, and I want you to follow along with me. And I have some ideas and thoughts behind it. I wanted to share my perspective and my experience and my knowledge on this particular topic. And this is by Colin Brinkley, Jackson, Tennessee, Associated Press. When he looked to the future, Grayson Hart always saw a college degree. He was a good student at a good high school. 
He wanted to be an actor or maybe a teacher. Growing up, he believed college was the only route to a good job, stability, and happy life. The pandemic changed his mind. A year after high school, Hart is directing a youth theater program in Jackson, Tennessee. He got into every college he applied to but turned them all down. Cost was a big factor, but a year of remote learning also gave him the time and confidence to forge his own path. There were a lot of us with the pandemic. We kind of had a do-it-yourself kind of attitude of like, oh, I can figure this out, he said. Why do I want to put in all the money to get a piece of paper that really isn't going to help with what I'm doing right now? Hart is among hundreds of thousands of young people who came of age during the pandemic but didn't go to college. Many have turned to hourly jobs or careers that don't require a degree, while others have been deterred by high tuition and the prospect of student debt. What first looked like a pandemic blip has turned into a crisis nationwide. Undergraduate college enrollment dropped 8% from 2019 to 2022, with declines even after returning to in-person classes, according to data from the National Student Clearinghouse. The slide in the college-going rate since 2018 is the steepest on record, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Economists say the impact could be dire. So the article continues to go on. I want to encourage you to go ahead and read it. It's it's pr a pretty brief article. Um, it's got a video, so you can click on the link, like I said, in the description to read the full article in its entirety. But I wanted to talk about this because it was a conversation that came up with a few parents watching my son's sporting event. And we were talking about college, uh, where we went, uh, how we went. And we were talking about different students, different Ivy League colleges. And a lot of these students, wanted to go to certain schools, right, even if they're out of state, for a particular field. And in medical or engineering and technology, it is important sometimes, um, or at least it will help open doors if you've went to a top tier college or a Big Ten or a Big 12 college. And that makes some sense. You know, a lot of connections, a lot of relationships will be built. So I understand that to an extent, but these parents and I continue to converse about is working with peers that we had in our professions that some of these that came from these top big 12 or big 10 or Ivy League schools ended up failing in their careers. They didn't produce, they didn't get the results. It didn't seem like their education was applied to these particular industries. And some of these parents that went to colleges other than Ivy League, maybe not even the Big 12 or Big 10, became more successful. So this got me thinking, and I've thought about this before, and I've wrote articles on this. If you follow my blog or read my articles, uh, possibly on Medium, and, and you'll see I've addressed this topic. Now, first of all, let me preface something before I go into this dialogue. I strongly, strongly believe in higher education. I believe that you should learn as much as possible and apply what you learn. Soak up knowledge and soak up wisdom. And wisdom typically almost always comes from experience or the communication from someone wiser bestowing that wisdom upon you that you apply. So I'm a big avid fan of education and higher education. And I believe everyone should strive if at all possible, to go to college to gain that additional knowledge. I want to say, too, that employers still will look at your education. 
not necessarily these days that where you went to school always, right? It's just that you completed something. Keep in mind when employers are trying to hire someone, they look at that resume and they look at your accomplishment, key accomplishments. So in a resume, I believe quickly what, what you've done in your role, but bullet point those key accomplishments. And going through college and finishing it out, whether it's associates, a bachelor, master's, or doctorate degree, it shows that you've given something your time, energy, resources to, and that you completed it, all right? So that is a good point with this education, that you committed to something and you completed it. But does this education, and as you see from these articles that I wrote, or from this particular article from Associated Press, does it guarantee a job? Does it guarantee success? No. I shared a saying with these parents and I wrote it in this article. You know, knowledge is great, right? Education is great. Learning is great. Having an education is wonderful, as I said. But if you don't apply that knowledge, that education, you just become a smart paperweight. Case in point, I'll share a testimony from myself. There are several incidences of this that I was working for a particular firm and I was a general manager, a general sales manager. And I had a team, I had an engineer, I had an administrative assistant, and we had different regions. And then I had another peer or several different peers that work in different cities and cover different territories. With one of the territories, the manager was struggling. He couldn't motivate and inspire his employees. They weren't hitting numbers. He was constantly asking me questions, inquiring, best practices. Now, this particular manager had a master's degree from Harvard. So you would think someone that went through school that period of time and went to Harvard, right, would be able to apply that knowledge that he had from Harvard. No matter what classes, Harvard is not an easy school to get into, first of all. The classes can be challenging, just like with most colleges. But you would think you would be able to apply what you know from an Ivy League school and be successful. What ended up happening is hit, a lot of his employees moved on. They left. They quit. Majority of them didn't produce they weren't inspired. Some of them actually joined my team. And eventually, he was very unsuccessful. And I absorbed his market into my market. What am I saying here? I'm not being critical of a school or an education or not even this particular individual. But whatever this is showing, it's showing that possibly education doesn't mean everything. That piece of paper that you accomplished doesn't mean everything. You've got to apply what you know and what you learned. you got to put it into action. Yes, knowledge is power, but applying that knowledge is the key to success. You can have all the knowledge in the world and just sit on your duff or your thumbs or your hands and not accomplish everything. That piece of paper doesn't demonstrate work ethic, tenacity, diligence, discipline, and determination. Case in point, I was managing about, at this time, is about 75 to 100 salespeople. I was over them. I was over some managers as well, and I would hire you know, salespeople. I would help train them. I was a sales trainer for a while as well. And I hired a, an assortment of, of people, some with great education, master's degree, bachelor's degree, associate's degree, high school education, GED. It was an assortment of different levels of education. And I had uh, an individual, a couple individuals, they actually came from the medical field. One was a nurse. Another one was had a PhD. He had a degree in psychology. And I had I want to give this example of a person that worked at a gas station, had a GED, 
And he was among my team. And when I would train and motivate these people, I was hoping they absorbed it. I've been doing sales in this particular industry for a very long time, uh, very experienced in management and leadership. So I was trying to bestow my knowledge and my wisdom upon the team in an inspirational, encourageable way. I would help them with sales. I helped them close sales. I would uh, mentor them. I would coach them. And this one particular individual that was at a gas station, he was a gas station attendant, just had a GED. He was always listening. He listened to what I said, how I coached him. He was a sponge and he went out and applied it. And then he told me about his successes and we celebrated. Conversely, I had these higher educated folks that seemed distracted sometimes when I was speaking, didn't take notes. And comparing the numbers between the two, between these higher educated reps, these two other higher educated reps to this gas station attendant were considerably different. Actually, the former gas station attendant ended up being my top salesperson, top 3%, while the highly educated psychologist with a PhD and the nurse with an RN degree, actually had a bachelor's degree, were among the lower levels. What is this saying? It's saying that, again, you can have all the education in the world. You can have that bachelor's degree, that master's degree, that doctorate degree, right? And if you don't apply what you learn or you've become entitled because you have a piece of paper that you spent $100,000 for or more, right? And that you may be still in debt for, for paying, has not paid for itself. You haven't applied that knowledge. Again, you can be have the highest IQ in the world, you can be the most educated, but if you don't apply that knowledge and that education, you just become a very smart paperweight. Again, I want to share, you don't have to be the most educated. You can be the hardest working person. And in my experience and in my field, I'm in IT and tech. I was a banker for a while, actually vice president of banking. I've owned my own company. So I've got a lot of experience. And a lot of that experience and the successes weren't immediate successes. I failed plenty. I made many mistakes. But I strive to learn from my mistakes, my failures, and I absorb the education, okay? What do I mean by that? Absorbing the education that helped me become a success is I read a lot. I studied a lot. I studied top producers. I was constantly educating myself on top strategies, habits, characteristics of top performers, tons of self-improvement books. I ended up getting more certifications in sales and tech and IT into what I do for a career that can even fit on a card because I was wanted to absorb that knowledge and apply it. And I wanted to transfer that to my employees, to my peers, to those that I coached and that I taught. And what I did is I worked hard and I will take a hard worker, someone that is coachable, determined, diligent, disciplined, and committed over someone that has a wall of degrees. And I just want to share with you if maybe you feel like you're not smart enough, that you're not good enough, that you're not talented enough, that you're not educated enough, and maybe you can't afford those Ivy League schools or the Big 12, and you have to go to community college or a very local unknown college, that's okay. You can outwork and outperform the most educated. There are many top business owners, entrepreneurs, multi-billionaires that didn't finish college or dropped out of college. An education doesn't equal success.
However, I will caveat, like I started out, an education will help open doors. Don't think, hey, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to be a YouTube billionaire, right? Or I'm going to start my own company and be an entrepreneur and change the world. And those dreams aren't bad. But sometimes these dreams can be a delusional illusion. It takes hard work to accomplish your dreams and your goals. It takes action to do that. An education will typically help open that door. Employers will look at that because they want to look at that commitment. But if you don't have that education, don't hesitate going for that top performing job. Don't hesitate for going after a job that requires a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. Elaborate on your resume and in person when you have that chance to have that dialogue, what you've accomplished, how you accomplished, what you learned, how you learned it, and apply it in your conversation in a prolific manner and prove the naysayers wrong. If you can't afford to go to college, don't want to get these student uh, loans prove the naysayers wrong that say you have to have a college degree to accomplish what you want. Outwork them and outlearn them. And I'm not saying learning is always a college degree to do it. Information is available by a keystroke. Study what you love and have a passion for, what makes you come alive, and learn as much about that as you can. Some do require a college degree, but you don't have to go to these expensive or out-of-state or Ivy League or Big Ten or Big 12 schools. Go to get that education and apply what you learn. That's the most important part. Apply what you learn and learn from your mistakes. But a college degree is not going to guarantee success. A college degree is not going to guarantee happiness. If you're a teenager watching this, if you're a high schooler, discover what makes you come alive, right? What inspires you? What brings you joy, encouragement, and passion? And go after that. My son, I thought he was going to go into robotics engineering. He likes robotics and programming and computers. Later on here is junior year. He found that exercise science he enjoyed, sports science that he enjoyed. He liked being at the gym and fitness and learning about fitness and making his body healthier and, and his mental health to be improved. So to be physically, mentally, and spiritually healthy, even designed a business plan called the three pillars, and it focuses on your physical, mental, and spiritual health, taking care of those three pillars. I'm encouraging him to start a YouTube channel. He's very interesting. I got all the gear for him for the YouTube channel and the podcast. And now he's leaning towards exercise science, sports medicine, and I'll encourage him on that. It makes him come alive. The thing about it is higher education is good. Don't get me wrong. If you can afford it, or if you can handle the student loans, get that higher education. I'm not saying you need Ivy League or Big 12 or Big 10. I've shared examples and I can share many examples over and over again. They don't guarantee these top jobs, top successes. They don't guarantee success. You've got to apply what you learn, but go after that higher education. And if it doesn't happen and you don't succeed in getting that higher education, make sure you focus on what makes you come alive and you work and you work hard and you outwork others and you're able to articulate that to employers. You're able to demonstrate that in a relatable sense, in paper and in your words that you relate that success. And keep in mind, anything worth having takes a lot of work, but anything worth having is worth working for. So go out there, seize the day, and make it a great day because you truly have a choice in making it a great day. It's your attitude, it's your perspective, it's your work ethic, right? And launch each day with purpose. Navigate with principles and explore with passion. Cheers.